Welcome to the One New Man Network from Kirtlandry Ministries at House of David, where we learn about the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. The following is a replay of a previous service. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap of praise tonight. Let's welcome all those who are joining us on our online family from the nations. God bless you. Know that we're praying for you in China, that we're praying all over, particularly in Hong Kong. Come on, give them a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Praying for you in South Africa. Welcome South Africa. We've got, it's one of our fastest growing regions. We love you. Praying about coming to see all of you very soon, hopefully in 2020. It's going to be a powerful night. My message tonight is how to maximize the benefits when you're in breakthrough. And so when breakthrough comes, it's usually a short window of time. You need to be able to understand it's an opportunity from the Lord for a better life. And it's an opportunity to be able to reset your goals and your action plans to be able to align with that opportunity and that door that's open. So we're going to walk through that tonight and we're going to cement that in our lives. And so if if you're uh, online, you want to chat somebody and all the other different stuff I don't understand, let them know. You're not going to want to get this message live tonight. There'll be a strong anointing on it. This is an unofficial report from last Friday night. You know, our activation was to uh, sponsor trees for the Baton family down uh, near the Gaza Strip. And in-house, I think we had 65 in-house. Was that the right? 65 in-house. And then that night online, we had over 91. And yeah, praise the Lord. And, and of course, the uh, archive of the service is always, you know, watched more. It's two to three times watched more than the live. And uh, so they're still coming in. And I think our goal was 190, we had 197 trees to finish the commitment there. So we're getting really close, but I, if you, uh, people have asked me, so if you do want to sponsor a tree, there are some left. And, uh, you know, and I know some of them, I talked to Charles Garst uh, today, he's doing really well. Let's praise the Lord for that. But like, I know that he's old and not techie like me, so... He, uh, he actually mailed his check in, so uh, the way we used to do it, and uh, so we're probably going to get there, so let's just give the Lord a hand clap for that. We just, yeah, thank you, and thank you so much. It's, it's such a blessing to the, the, the family. It's the first time we took on a family farm, especially with such a tragic story, and so you're really ministering to the people, and we thank you for that. Um, you know, one of the most common requests that we get based off the analytics, is people want to know how they can live a better life. And uh, in my book, Christianity is the only way to actually do it permanently. And uh, so, and you know, my experience is one that I come from a corporate background uh, and with all the training that comes from that, and you can make change, but it constantly uh, has to be maintained because there's no help from what we call the Holy Spirit, usually. And uh, so it becomes very difficult. But I have seen with the Holy Spirit that if you'll follow him in the season that he has you in, 
There's seasons of breakthrough. And we're in a season of breakthrough right now. But we're also in, and I'm not trying to magnify it right now, we're in the time of the Bible. It's called the dire straits. This is the three-week period before the ninth of Av. And it's typically the time of most extreme warfare. It has been, that our, that's been our experience for the 29 years we've been doing this. But the breakthrough is coming in the midst of the battle. And uh, so that's where these messages are coming from. But you need to be able to know how to stay inspired and motivated to complete the journey for a better life. Because there's no arrival place. There's, there's no place for arrival. You know, we, we are victims of com- commercial enterprises that, if you're in good sales, you sell a solution. And people have an entitlement spirit that I want something, I pay for it, and then I get what I pay for, and then it's over. And that's the culture that we're in. And I buy things, I fix things, and I move on. Your life, you can't buy something and fix it and move on. Even with Jesus, there has to be a season of transformation of the word of God. And so you have to make a commitment to the Lord that this is a lifetime journey. And the scripture says that you are to lay up your treasures in heaven, not on earth. And so you understand that you have all eternity, but... You need to be able to enjoy the journey and enjoy the season of transformation. Amen? So you're either going to enjoy it or you're going to fight it. And I I have found that it's better if you flow with it. And if you're going to flow with it, you need to have a plan. Look at your neighbor and say, you need a plan. Look at your neighbor and say, you need goals. And you need accountability. That's why the scripture says, do not forsake the assembly of yourself, even that much more so as you see the day approaching, meaning that the days get darker and you're going to need more fellowship and more accountability. So what I want to talk to you about tonight is real practical. You need new goals for a new season in the broad place. Because you're in a broad place where the Lord is downloading, you're in those green pastures, and the Lord is in a season of downloading, and he wants to speak to you, and he wants to give you visions, and he wants to give you dreams, but it's not just enough to see it and hear it. The Lord also wants to give you the activation process of how to bring it into full manifestation. So what does that mean? You have to give the Lord time. You're going to have to increase your time in the broad place. See, the only reason people spend time in the narrow place with the Lord is because they're in constant spiritual warfare. When you're in constant spiritual warfare, it's easy to spend a lot of time with the Lord because you're always in a battlefield. This isn't that. This is ignoring the battle, saying, no, I'm on leave right now, and the Lord is trying to refresh me And restore me and give me a new vision. So you have to have expectations of good. And when you've been in war as long as many of you have, you have expectations of bad. So you're going to have to choose to switch that channel in your brain and say, no, I'm expecting good. Because as a man thinks, so he is. 
And you have to have plans to deal with the bad things because bad things still are going to come into your life, but you have to make a choice that you're going to interact with the bad things in a different way and not in the warfare way when you were in the narrow place. I'm going somewhere with this because the Lord put you Friday night into a broad place and he's protecting you with his mantle in a special way so that you can have a time of great meditation and transformation. The best scripture I can find that describes this is in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, 1 and 2. I'm reading out of the New King James and it says, I will stand my watch and set myself on a rampart, watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm corrected. So this is a time where the Lord is correcting your vision. He is correcting your purpose. He is correcting your networking. He is, con he is uh, correcting your emotions. He is correcting your finances. He is redirecting you in every area of your life. That's what the broad place is. And the Lord is waiting to see what you say when you're corrected. Are you going to fight him? Are you going to complain? Are you going to say, yes, Lord, I'm wrong. I'm guilty. I ask that you forgive me and I repent. That would be the proper response in the courts of heaven when you are found to be corrected, even if it's not blatant sin. It's just an area of your life where you're not following the Lord in the way that you know that you should. Amen? And so the Lord is bringing correction not to hurt you, but to promote you. Verse 2, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. The, after the correction comes, there needs to be immediate journaling and there needs to be a written down plan so that you don't forget and you stay accountable to yourself and you stay on track to what God has given you. It's very important. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to write it down. Habakkuk 2.3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, which means that just because you get corrected, you write it down, now you have to position yourself in the culture of spiritually waiting on the deliverables. And how you wait on deliverables will determine when the deliverable actually takes place. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie, though it tarry, wait on it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. You have to stand in faith and in expectation while you wait, and it's important that you must first write it down and then stay in a place of thanksgiving, thanking the Lord for what is written down as if it had already come. It's called praise. So you nurture the praise. It's very much like having a child. You have the seed. It's growing. You know it's coming. And you just thank him that this child's coming and it's going to be wonderful and healthy. And it's going to pop out in two minutes. And you thank the Lord for it. Now I want to switch gears here a little bit. You need to prepare for new relationships to enter into your life. 
When you're in the broad place, the Lord is going to bring, if there's new opportunity, there's going to be new people. And new people are, guess what? These new people aren't going to be like the old people. They're going to have different networks, different relationships, different cultures, and different skills to help take you to the next place. But if you're hanging on to the soul ties of fears of the fear of the past and you don't have a broad spectrum in your soul of dealing with different cultures and people and you're not very spiritually discerning, you literally may curse with your mouth. I'm not sure about that person. I have red flags. I don't like her. I don't like him. You may be cursing the bridge that was your promotion. Because I can tell you, your promotion is not coming from somebody you're familiar with. The problem with the past is you're too familiar and you can't receive from them. So you need to watch and expect and know that the Lord is looking to bring you into a good network. Look at your neighbor saying, I'm in a good network. Solomon says it in Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 to every to everything, uh, there is a season for every purpose under the sun. So in this season tonight, what I'm going to ask you to do is we're going to, uh, uh, right now, we're just going to go into the courts of heaven very quickly. And Lord, we just go into that room of atonement and we ask, Lord, that you cleanse us and that you wash us white as snow. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in these vessels as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily washing, our daily bread. And Lord, forgive us of all our trespasses. So you can see that the Lord's prayer is the courts of heaven and the courts of heaven is the Lord's prayer. So don't get hung up on... uh, how I'm saying this, but we cleanse ourselves. And we're cleansed right now. But Lord, we want to go into the courts of record right now, and I'm going to ask that you stand. And we're going to spiritually ask the Lord to record, and we're going to divorce all soul ties. We're going to divorce all soul ties with past networks that have created fear, that have created doubt and confusion. Amen? So we're just going to say this prayer together. Father God, in the courts of heaven, let it be recorded tonight that we divorce and release ourselves from any old networks and soul ties with those networks that have caused fear, doubt, confusion, Lord, we cut those soul ties in the spirit. We divorce them and we decree that it be sealed and they will not influence the way we think or feel in this season of great promotion. In Yeshua's name, you may be seated. See, you have relationships that you walk through in the warfare season, but they will not be able to walk through promotion with you. Because there's a lot of Christians that all they know, there's so many people in, in the different denominations that they, they, it's almost like their identity is in the war. Their identity is in the victim. 
And, and now you're in promotion, and, and what's going to happen is you're going to have to learn how to interact with them. But you cannot allow them to steal the promotion period because it's very short for you. So you need to stay free. So you need to say, neighbor, stay free from envy, jealousy, and strife. Because strife brings confusion. And right now you're in a time where the Lord is wanting you to bring you into clarity of vision. He wants to bring you into confirmation of prophetic words that have spoken over the past. He wants to bring you into a broad place of peace. And you need to understand that when that starts to happen to you, you start to like spiritually look different. You start to behave different. And, and you'll start to interact with people different. And your promotion can magnify their disobedience. And it can become too painful for them. And they don't even understand. But they can't follow you to your promotion. They can't follow you to that success. They can't be happy that you had a great wealth transfer. They can't be happy that, that this good thing happened. <coughs> because they're not willing to understand that you paid the price of walking in obedience to God. You sacrificed many things. All that's all of a sudden out of the picture. And, and they, they don't even know what's happening, but they start inter interacting with you in strife and in envy and, and jealousy. And the reason they're doing it is because they're feeling the conviction in a condemnation way of their disobedience. And they don't even understand it. And they attack you. Come on, I'm telling this right. And you need to have a plan to know how to interact with these people because you can't separate from everybody. You have to know that it's coming and interact with it in kindness and love and forgiveness and be able to move on. But don't allow them to speak into your life and steal this time of promotion. And many of these people are in your own family. So stay understanding. Stay kind. Stay focused on your commitment. And understand that your commitment, you are the only one who will stand responsible for your call and, and your assignment, nobody else. And you need to stay under the spiritual covering of people who believe in you, who love you, and who are covering you and are accountable. Because all of us need that accountability to be able to stay on track because we're all going to take hits. Amen? Now, I wanted, I wanted to share with you because some of this is new for people, and especially all the new people that are coming online, like, is this biblical? Well, one of the favorite things I like to do, and I've done this all my time since I've been saved in the last 29 years, um, I got saved late, and for some reason, when I first got saved in that first 10 years, I spent a lot of time in the Old Testament. I wasn't told that there was differences and, and so I looked at it as a very analytical way as a business person and I was seeing patterns of here's God, here's man, here's the atmosphere, the people for God, this, they do this, that happens and I'm watching a pattern and I see a consistent pattern on how God the creator the sovereign God of the universe the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob interacts with the Jewish people interacts with the goyim with the nations and how he interacts with those who call on the name of the Lord 
And I didn't make a study out of it. It's just how my mind works. And probably after about 10 years or so in that, and then I started going into the New Testament, and I realized the same cause and effect with Yeshua and the Holy Spirit was happening with people like Isaiah and, uh, and was happening with King David and with Moses and, and the Egyptians. And, and, and there's these patterns and how this works on the earth. And I thought to myself, you know, wouldn't it be powerful if we could just align ourselves with God's ways? And so I remember I looked at that scripture and misquoted it to myself when the Lord says, my ways are higher than your ways, they're not your ways. Well, actually, the Lord wants to take us into those higher ways, which is the court of heaven. So the more you spend time actually speaking to God in his dominion and his authority, you, you do less warfare here when you spend more time decreeing there. So I'm going to give you an example of the cause and effect, how human behavior interacts with people. This is just one example. And when victory comes. You know, we've had so many victories since Passover. I literally could bring up five to ten different families that are connected to us who have had tremendous wealth transfers. But I can't do that. Because then they become a target. All the people who have entitlement spirits are going to come up and ask him for money. Don't laugh, it's true. All the demons will want to attack them. So what happens is we keep their pearls hidden and we keep them protected, but I'm telling you that it is happening. And you know it in the spirit and you want to be a part of it. But one of the keys is, is that when you are a part of God breaking through, how you express that breakthrough needs to be, you need to be very careful because a lot of times the way we share our breakthroughs cause us more trouble than we're really wanting to bite off at this time. So here's an example where King David has a breakthrough, huge breakthrough. They restore the Ark of the Covenant back to Israel. I mean, that's as big as it gets. And so David's in a broad place, but because there, there were not soul ties cut with his wife, look at the way the interaction, and that's why we wanted to cut the soul ties here, okay? 2 Samuel 6, 14 and 15, New King James. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts and with the sound of trumpets. Now at the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. And that's the issue, is when you don't cut the soul ties from the things that cause bitterness, then it's in your heart, even though you may not speak it. And the accuser of the brethren, the antidikos, when he makes accusation against you, the scripture says, and a bitter root defiles many. That's why it's good to get to the root of the problems in our heart issues, to get them cut so that that bitterness doesn't come and disqualify us for receiving what the Lord has in our promotion. So she wasn't happy with her husband's promotion. You'll see why in a minute. 2 Samuel 6.20, then David returned to bless his household. 
So he was, David was coming to bring joy to the whole household and Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids and his servants as one whose base fellows shamelessly uncover himself. Verse 21, so David said to Michal, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house. See, she never healed the soul tie of her father Saul and his house rejection for God's choice over David. See, that should have been taken care of before this ark returned, before the breakthrough came. And it goes on to say, to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I play the music, I play music before the Lord. Verse 22, and I will be even more undignified than this. And I will be humbled in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. So her bitterness in not cutting the soul tie with the rejection of her family line cost her multiplication. So that multiplication in your family line might be iniquitous structures in your family line. It may be soul ties to the denomination your mom and dad raised you in and now you're out from under that denomination and you haven't cut the soul ties. These, these things, they hide in wait and they will manifest only at the time of opportunity and promotion because the enemy has limited resources and he will wait until particularly large amounts of wealth and power start to come into your life and that manifestation will come to sniper the blessing. That's why the message Friday night and Wednesday night all about dealing with the emotions, the reason I was dealing with that was to lead up to the, what happened Friday night in the promotion of taking us to the broad place. Promotion manifestation comes in small steps of obedience. It's small steps of obedience and you can't leave one of the steps out. Now I wanna take you to when David, King David, he responded correctly. He brought the ark back. He didn't come against Michal. He just spoke out what God told him to speak. He went on, he did not allow her disapproval to hinder his worship in the way he was worshiping. He kept moving on with the Holy Spirit the way he was called to move with the Holy Spirit. And you can hear it and you can read it. So now what happens next? He, he passed the test. He could have said, if he was under a soul tie with his wife, he could have backed off and said, you're right, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go out and apologize to everyone, we won't do this again and I'm gonna to tone down the worship, well, he wouldn't be at 2 Samuel 7, 1 and 2 if he did that. Because 2 Samuel 7, 1 and 2 says this, now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies all around, and that's the broad place, 
that the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of the Lord dwells inside a tent of curtains. 2 Samuel 7, 3. And then Nathan said to the king, Go do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. Why is, why is the prophet telling him to do all that's within his heart? Because his heart had been sanctified in the room of atonement. And he had cut all the soul ties to fear, pride, doubt, unbelief, manipulation, witchcraft, all the iniquitous structures. And then when he was challenged by the closest person to him at that time, his wife, he still passed the test to stay on track of walking in the spirit with what God asked him to do. Would you say amen? It's a, this is a, such a powerful testimony. Verse 4, but it happened that night that the word of the Lord came to Nathan saying, go and tell my servant David, thus saith the Lord, would you build a house for me to dwell in? So David gets the highest call and the highest assignment on earth at that time in building the temple. It wouldn't have happened without the steps we just went through. It was an opportunity, but the opportunity had to be answered with the correct obedience. Amen? So I'm going to ask if Cassie would come up on the keyboard, and, and I'm, I'm going to ask if you would stand, and we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to release these steps in our life tonight. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to share something with you just as a, as a way for you to kind of understand things in the spirit a little bit. A lot of times when we're praying and, and uh, we're doing intercession for people, leading them in deliverance, you know, we'll get visions. And one of the visions that we see is, um, and the Lord will allow you to see things to be able to help you to understand the condition of the person you're praying with. In 1973, I was involved in a uh, motorcycle accident. I didn't have a helmet on. And I basically hit a car going about 80 miles an hour. And I went over the handlebars and through the windshield of the car. And then my head just went into the windshield. It was a sports car. And it went into the windshield. And then my body cartwheeled over the top and pulled me back out. So most of you can't see it, but if you look real close, I have scars here and my nose was completely cut off. And so I had a bunch of stitches and what they called reconstructive surgery at the time of the accident. But one of the things that would happen is Years and years later, up until just a few years ago, I would, I would feel some pain, particularly in this scar right here. 
and you just all of a sudden, you, you just like you'd feel it. And you know how your face is, it's real, you know, tender to pain. And you go, ooh, I feel some, you know. And you'd push on it a little bit. And I've gotten used to it now. But years and years later, even as good as this plastic surgeon was, which was one of the best in Los Angeles at that time, he's actually from New York. And he was out visiting the uh, friend of mine's mom that happened to be the emergency room uh, nurse where I went into the hospital. She got him off the golf course and he came in and sewed me up. But I'd feel that and it'd get real painful. And then you'd get like a little white spot, like a little pimple. And then a piece of glass would come out of, your, out of my face. And I'm talking like 20 years later. And the only thing I can guess is that the bone, the glass was probably in the bone and, and, and in the mandible and it was work, it's working its way out to the surface. But it was there all the time. And then through circumstances, it works its way out and then it would come out and the pain would be gone. And a lot of times when we pray for people and Christy and I pray, we'll see like shards of glass. And it's like, if you've ever seen broken crystal, when crystal breaks, it's different than, you know, glass will crack and crystal shatters. Just little shards of glass. And what happens is those shards of glass in the spirit, when we have promises that come, we have hope that come. It's like they come in these precious vessels. And when it doesn't manifest and it's not delivered in our life, it breaks our heart. It's what we would say, oh, they're broken hearted. But in the spirit, when you look at it in the spirit, you'll see like shards of glass in their heart and shards of glass in their minds. And the Lord wants to take those shards of glass out of your heart and mind tonight. But he's empowering you to do it. Just symbolically, just going like this. So right now, for those of you online as well, just close your eyes. And the Holy Spirit's going to come right now. And he's going to quicken something to you. Could be a real long time ago. I remember when my, my adoptive mother that raised me died. Boy, there was a lot of glass in my heart. That's my best friend. And I was in my early 20s. Boy, I was mad at God.
that I had to make a decision to say, Lord, take all those shards of glass out of my heart right now and out of my mind. So the Lord's going to quicken you because in this time of promotion, you have to expect good and prepare to deal with the bad. And you need to know God is love. You need to know he's a good God. Amen. So just let him, let him speak to you right now. Let him speak to you online. And as you think about it, just by faith, you don't have to, but by faith, just go ahead and like you're plucking the shards out. They're, they're manifesting right now. You're feeling little pricks in your heart. Maybe that lawsuit that you were involved in. Maybe your best friend ran out, ran off with your girlfriend. Just take it out of your mind. Take it out of your heart. That business partner that ripped you off. That relative that sexually abused you. Just pull them out. Tonight's your night. Because he wants you to have all the benefits of this promotion. So just go ahead and pluck them right out. It's between you and God. Because he's going to ask you. He's giving you a homework assignment tonight. He wants you to write down new goals. But the goals don't need to be having the filter. Past hurts. Many of you are in transition and the bad things that happened on those last business deals aren't going to happen this time because we are in a sovereign time of an open heaven with the Lord. I'm telling you. Praise God for the government of the United States and Donald J. Trump to move the embassy to Jerusalem and recognize the Golan Heights. It has opened up such a blessing and you're going through it. So just take those shards out. Just take them out of your heart. Take them out of your mind. The Lord's healing you. See, the Lord wants you to take them out because you're saying to the Lord, this isn't part of my identity. I don't want it. This isn't how I feel. And this isn't how I want to think. I don't want to feel or think based off these shards. I was always amazed when the glass was coming out of my face, how one small little sliver would like mess. My whole attention was, I've got to get this thing out. And sometimes it took days for it to come out. And it would hurt so bad. How can a little piece of glass, and and the thing is, is that the Lord's doing a surgery on you right now. Let him take it out. Let him take it out. Come on, you're in the mercy courts. Just let him take it out. Take it all out. Some of you might even say, Lord, I don't even know what it is, but I want it out. I can't even remember. Sometimes we have blocked memories. Sometimes some of the things that have happened to us are so bad that, that we had to block it.
Now with the things that the Lord's shown you, you need to verbalize and say, Lord, I was wrong and I was guilty with the way I responded to being wronged. And I ask you to forgive me and I ask that it be erased from my books in heaven and out of my heart and out of my mind that I will not react to it anymore. Now, if you would just hold your hands out, and I want those of you online just to hold your hands out because we're gonna ask for a new anointing. See, David was, King David was operating in a new anointing. He was so full of joy knowing that the ark had been returned to the city of David that nothing could bother him. Say, Father God, the Holy Spirit, the Ark of the Covenant has returned to my house. Holy Spirit, dwell in me. You are welcome in this place. Lord, I receive a fresh anointing to heal every wounded place every shard was removed now I need you to look up here if you would please I want you just to raise your right hand and we want this to be recorded in heaven just like if we went into a court Say, Father God, I stand in the gap for my family to maximize the benefits of this breakthrough season. And I decree and declare as a king priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, that I am co-heirs with Christ and all the benefits of God's oaths and promises are yes and amen in my life God is good God is love and he will never fail me I thank you Lord I come out of agreement and cancel all iniquitous family curses in my bloodline all the way back to the garden. And I decree that I am free. And my family is free for a thousand generations. Lord, we come to you on July 31st 2019 during this breakthrough season we decree and declare 
as a congregation in God's courts, let it be recorded with my family name that I am expecting God's goodness, abundance, and kindness in this season. And I am divorced from all disappointments in Yeshua's name. I will write my goals, watch over them, and pray. And I will stand by faith in the power of the Holy Spirit, expecting God's goodness. I will watch for new godly relationships, new networking, and Lord, thank you for sending me your best. And Father God, I choose tonight to stay free from all envy, jealousy, and strife. I will protect this season. I command your angels, according to Psalm 91, to watch over these words and to protect them. And I thank you, Lord. I will benefit and be rewarded for my obedience tonight to say yes Lord Hineni send me Lord I'm ready you brought me here for divine appointment and I received the assignment thank you Lord in Yeshua's name let's give the Lord a great big hand clap Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message from the One New Man Network. For more information, please visit us at theonenewman.com.